0: On this episode of Stories from the Pew, Brother Mark and I get to sit down with our friend and fellow member of Heritage Baptist Church, Brother Mike Haven. Welcome everyone to the We Believe podcast, a ministry of Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas. Well, gentlemen, uh, happy belated Thanksgiving to Thank both you. of you. Yes, Thank you. Uh, Brother Mike, to start with you, uh, first of all, thanks for joining us and uh, spending some time on your holiday weekend. I know that's a uh, you know, precious time with family, uh, but we appreciate it.
1: Well, I'm pleased to be here. Honored you asked me. Did everybody have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, good. Oh, yeah, it was great. And and y'all are my family, too, so it's, it's great. <laughs>
0: that's a good point. It's just a great time of year to reflect on uh, the things that we're thankful for. I know we did, we did that in the midweek service, and it was great to hear uh, all the things that everyone's thankful for. And I know a lot of us echo uh, the fact that we're thankful for our church family. Yep. So that's why we felt like it's important to, to gather around and, and, and have talks like this so we can get to know each other better. Uh, so, <clears throat> Brother Mike, if you don't mind, uh, maybe start out with when you got saved you know, and kind of you know what your background is as far as sure. salvation. And
1: well, actually, I grew up in church, but I grew mm-hmm. up in a, an Episcopal church. Okay. And so we went to church every Sunday, and I was very active in a youth group. Um, so every Sunday night, we'd, we did the youth thing. I was uh, an acolyte in the Episcopal Church, was kind of like an altar boy in a Catholic church. But I'd, I'd never heard the word saved about, mm-hmm. uh, about Christianity. Um, so from an early age, I believed, I believed in God. I knew there was a God. I believed in Jesus, but I never trusted him as my personal Savior also never really saw the need and and didn't understand there was a need to uh, at that point in my life and I you know looking back I kind of call it that aha moment you know to be born again you got to have that time when it's like okay now I understand what it means Um, and so when I turned about 18 I kind of strayed away from the Episcopal Church and um, strayed away from God in general and started living my own life so to speak and felt like i'd sort of given my time to god and and so uh you know i I just started working and and uh, doing my own thing for a little while and i always knew something was missing in my life Mm -hmm. um and and i searched for it a little bit joined the military spent some time in the military and and uh
0: thank you for your service by the way
1: sure well thank you as (laughs) well um I got married while I was in the military, and after mm-hmm. I got out of the military and going back to school, actually, Debbie, my wife, was at a kid's football game watching her nephews, and a local pastor was there and was inviting them to a revival, hmm. and, you know, she had come and, and asked me about it as well, and I was like, sure, you know, she had gotten to know him pretty well at the football games and stuff, and so... You know, I I think it took a while before she accepted the invitation, and then I said I'd go with her, and and it didn't take long at all. In fact, I think the very first night, I felt convicted Mm. uh, of my need of a Savior, and, you know, I know that feeling that people get when you feel that call to walk the aisle, and you're somewhat scared. Um, So, the very first night, I didn't, but I knew I needed to, and I knew that— if i had another night which there was another night of the revival and if the lord gave me another day then the next day i would so the next day i walked the aisle and i accepted jesus as my personal lord and savior and that was uh around 1985. Um, my wife also accepted my mother-in-law on the same night accepted the lord as her savior and my father-in-law as well so you know all of us I grew up in an Episcopal church. All of them grew up in a Catholic church. Okay. And the Episcopal church and the Catholic church is very similar in the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So I think all of us heard things that resonated and made sense from the Word of God in, uh, in, in its simplicity in the gospel. And also being from the Word of God, where when you're in a Catholic church or an Episcopal church, it's more ceremonious and... It's what you're supposed to say, when you're supposed to say it, what Mm -hmm. you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it. And so it's more about, I guess, the religion as a whole and not so much about the word of God and Mm -hmm. what he says and and following what scripture says you're supposed to do and what Jesus offers you.
0: And so. That was, you said it was, so it was 85, and then were you guys? That was
1: that was in 1985, and that was at a in a Southern Baptist church. And so Debbie and I, uh, shortly thereafter, we moved up into the Houston area, and, and okay. we became a member of a Baptist church up there. And we ended up moving back down to Corpus and, and was a member of a Baptist church. But again, it was all Southern Baptists, mm-hmm. not an independent Baptist, and not ones that were, king james bible believing baptist and i can remember um, being in sunday school at some of these classes and thinking that you wanted to find a verse of scripture that was different than everybody else's so it's like well this is what mine says Mm. what does yours say and trying to come up with the meaning of what that scripture means by comparing the different verses instead of realizing that god preserved his word in the king james bible through inspiration and all you have to do is study if you don't understand the verse because of the words you can look up the words or you can cross-reference with other verses of scripture throughout the bible to get the true meaning and we actually had a sunday school teacher that that taught out of the king james bible and he wasn't very strict about other people using that bible But I can look back and see how he always tried to keep us on the path of the King James Bible and what it said and didn't put a lot of weight into what other versions of the Bible said. And so it wasn't until uh, about 20, uh, a little over 20 years ago that we became members of a Bible believing church, an independent Bible believing church, that it really opened our eyes into what the Bible says, what it says for our life the ministries of the church, what they could be, for example, uh, missionaries mm-hmm. and and how independent Baptist churches support and send out missionaries where Southern Baptists support a, a mission fund so you don't get to know the missionaries on a personal level. Mm. Um, so that that was something that really opened our eyes as well. We probably learned more Bible in the first two years of an independent Bible Baptist church than we did in the previous 20 years.
0: Yeah, um, I was going to ask you that. I mean, what what was, you know, what were the differences that you saw once you got to an independent Baptist church that was teaching and preaching from the King James? Yeah. yeah. And
1: and you know, we see that here as well. Yeah. And brother Danny is taking us through the book of Romans and it's it's a very in-depth study that he's doing, so mm-hmm. it's not just glossing over the verses and and highlighting the meanings it's really an in-depth study and he's taking his time and so we might only go through two or three verses in 45 minutes um, because we're using cross references and and doing a real in-depth study and so pastor che teaches and preaches similarly you know he Mm -hmm. he gets real in depth and it's a meat and potatoes kind of preaching and teaching and so one of the things that i'm thankful for is a church that preaches the whole Word of God and right. not just the parts of it that might be aesthetically pleasing to somebody's ears. Yeah. That's an uh,
2: amazing testimony. Uh, you've been saved longer than I've been alive. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's an amazing testimony. But um, you have a very similar testimony to mine where you didn't really start out in an independent Fundamental Baptist church. So maybe you can tell some of our listeners, did you have any pushbacks maybe from friends or family when you started to see okay maybe what I thought I believed isn't necessarily the truth and then as you started to get into a church that believed the Bible the way that we believe the Bible here at Heritage Baptist Church did you see any any troubles
1: with that? Um, I've seen some and you know there was a particular family member that I was discussing some differences in the churches and especially with The Episcopal background, you know, it's not like it used to be, Mm -hmm. even in the Episcopal Church. What it was 30 or 40 years ago is different than they are now. Um, You know, they allow women to be priests. They now uh, will perform marriages between two women and will perform marriages between two men Mm. with what they consider all the religious rights and benefits that the episcopal church will afford them and i've had conversations with family members about this and questioned is that what you believe and they didn't personally believe in that and when i asked well why do you continue to support a church and go to a church that believes that their response was, well, that's where all my friends go. Hmm. And, you know, my friends have changed over the years, and not so much just because we've moved in locations, but because of the changes that have happened between primarily myself and my wife, but the things that maybe were more important to me previously that aren't so important now, or the things that gave me pleasure previously that don't give me pleasure anymore, um, the conversations that I might have partaken in previously that I no longer wish to partake in, um, those type of things. And, and they weren't sudden drop-off. They're just things that over time mm-hmm. you just sort of disassociate yourself with people uh, who don't have similar beliefs because your common ground is no longer the same. Now, I still have a lot of customers who aren't saved, and I still have a lot of communications with them, and I still feel that God leads me to witness in that aspect how I can. Um, You know, I have to be cautious because of my job and so forth, but some of these people I've known for over 25 years, right? and I've seen their kids grow up, and I've had a lot of heart-to-heart conversations with them, and we've cried together over certain issues, and Mm -hmm. you know, so... A lot of them, uh, like me, they're still works in progress.
0: Recently, um, you know, your daughter and her family joined uh, mm-hmm. as well. How long have you guys been members, Brother Mike? Is it six months or longer? No,
1: I think it's... Um we're probably about ten months. Are you that? Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, because I think it was about January last year. Okay. In fact, I wish I was better with dates. I can remember <laughs> on my anniversary, and that's yeah. very important in my wife's birthday. So, <laughs> as long as I remember those two, it's great.
0: I knew I was probably gonna be guessing two. Well, of and number, some
1: people can remember the date they were saved. Yeah. And and I,
0: January sixteenth, nineteen ninety
1: nine. Right. Yeah. And I can look back and I can remember the year sure. because I can figure out where I was in my life, but I can't pinpoint the date. Yeah. And I was trying to remember when we joined the church. And I can picture it in my mind, but even though it was less than a year ago, I can't remember the date. But I I, yeah. I would say it was probably in January. I know Debbie was ill. We were in Georgia. She was in the hospital, and I think it was after that. And mm-hmm. so that was after December, after the Christmas holidays. So,
0: I just think it's neat. You have your, your family members here, and you've got a group of you as far as a family that have been able to join What's that like to be able to have, you know, your, here's your daughter who is, is married and, and they have their family and that they're raising now. And you know that they're in a good church, a church that you believe is preaching the Bible. How does that make you feel as a father and, and just knowing that they're, you know, that they're bringing their children up in, in a place like this? Yeah. You
1: know, I'm, I'm happy for them. Yeah. Um, it, I want to say I'm, I'm proud of them, mm-hmm. um, to a certain extent, but they have to make decisions on their own and have their own walk with God. Yeah. Um, but making a decision to join uh, a fundamental Bible-believing church is a good decision, as long as it's the church where God wants them to be. Mm-hmm. And I know that they have thought and prayed about this decision before they joined. So, you know, I'm glad that they're here. Um, if they had joined another church that was a Bible-believing church, I would be just as happy for them if that's where God wanted them to be. Yeah, But I'm happy for them. I'm happy for my other daughter and son-in-law that are members of a King James Preaching Bible-Believing Church in Valdosta, Georgia. Yeah. So, And that's something that they took some time to find that church. They had to visit a lot of churches Mm -hmm. up in the Georgia area uh, before they found one that they felt God was leading them to be a part of. And it's ironic because... um, Shelly Robinson, Brother Matt's wife, Mm -hmm. her family is from that same church in Valdosta, Georgia. All right. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a small world. That's right. Neat. He's answering all my questions. <laughs> I know, right? You're like
2: very well-rounded speaker. You're like just yeah. He's he's he thought about this. He was yeah. he was prepared.
1: Well, I wasn't sure what y'all were gonna ask me, so I told. I don't know if you were in here. I told Brother James. I said I've never been part of a deposition before. <laughs> <He> said, <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's okay.
2: Been a member of the church for about a year now I, th- I think you've been coming a little bit longer than that yeah um maybe you could tell some of our listeners what your first experience was like at heritage baptist church what, what would you say of the of the members when you when you first came to our church
1: well and i've heard it said many times since by other people who have visited and by other members who have joined and that is the hospitality that we received when we first came and it was across the board, a warm welcome from everyone. But what was most impressive to me was the warmth that we felt from the young people, mm. from the teens, and even from the kids. You know, they weren't yeah. they weren't bashful. They wanted to come greet you and say that we haven't seen you here before. What's your name? You know, and, yeah. you know, they're, they're just so friendly and so outgoing. And you don't see that in a lot of churches. And you don't see the size of the youth group at this church compared to the size of the church itself Um, we just have a phenomenal group of young people and i've heard it said by pastor and others this is the future Um, so i feel excited to be a part of a church that is investing Mm -hmm. in the young people to the level to where they're showing that type of warmth and that type of excitement and wanting to be here and wanting to be a part and wanting to participate in the service by being in the orchestra or by being in the choir mm-hmm. um, or by singing uh, specials. It's very exciting to see that, and then it's exciting to be a part of that as well. You know, I could talk about family and and my family in general, but also I could talk about church family and and how we felt when we first came to visit that it was like walking into a family that you didn't know you had you know and they're all greeting you and and it's like these are my brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. but i didn't know these were my brothers and sisters i'd never met them before but they were my family and i actually uh i think debbie and i visited the first time and then debbie got put in the hospital here and i told her before we ever visited this church the first time that there were some other churches that I wanted to visit because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to rush in making a decision. And while she was in the hospital, I visited another church and just did not feel the peace or the Spirit of God leading me in that direction. And so after that, we just continued to visit this church. Mm -hmm. And I think we felt early on that we were going to join this church, but we wanted to be sure and be patient and make sure that, that we weren't pushing our will before allowing God to lead us where he wanted to lead us. In other words, if God had somewhere else for us to be, then show us where you want us to be if it's not here. And everything just kind of continued to click mm-hmm. as we continue to visit. So this is the type of church that we want to be a part of uh, primarily because of the people who make up this body. Yeah. And how well everybody gets along. There's no clickish groups. You know, that the young people get along with the old people and it's just it's a joy to be a part of and it's a joy to see. And we have a pastor that's so enthused about the word of God. He's mature beyond his years. Yeah, that's true. You know, he, he preaches the whole word of God uh, with fire and brimstone and conviction. And it's it's something that someone his age you wouldn't expect to see mm-hmm. so you know it's kind of like I guess when he was down in Brazil what he say that one of those guys said that they expected somebody older and fatter yeah. and balder <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm thankful that God led us here mm-hmm. I'm thankful that uh, he's given us a, op- an opportunity to serve here and um, I'm excited to see what the future holds for for our family and being a part of this church.
0: You mentioned several times in that kind of, of those last few, you know, paragraphs you you know, as you were talking there, just the word serve. Talking about the young people, want to talk about the families. And I, I think I just echo what you're saying is that you really see when people serve together you know how they grow together and how they do become that close family, no matter what age group. You know, the folks that come out on whether on the weekends or whether in the different you know, Sunday school classes or the different ministries, it's everyone pitching in uh, and just realizing that you know we all, as, as, as members, make up that body of Christ. Uh, I, I want to hit on something real quick that you when you talked about being careful not to impose your will on, on God's will for your life, you've got some more experience, let's say, than Mark and I. I'm not calling out your age or anything, brother. Okay. But, <laughs> but, but so talk to us a little bit about about your experience with God's will and how there's, there's some patience involved with that. Well, right?
1: exactly, and that's the word I was thinking about. Patience is a virtue, and mm-hmm. it's something I think you have to learn patience, especially as you get older. And too often when I was younger – and wanting to serve, if somebody would ask me to do something, I would say, okay, it's got to be God's will because they're asking. Otherwise it wouldn't be. And then I would be involved in something that I wasn't really fit for. Mm. So in doing so, I think maybe it was taking me out of an opportunity to serve in an area maybe that would have been better mm-hmm. because I was, I was too quick to want to serve in that capacity. So, you know, Patience is something that I've definitely developed over time. Of course, kids will teach you that as well. Yeah, right. (laughs) So I can look at where I am in my life right now and where I was 20 years ago. And if 20 years ago I was to look 20 years in the future, I would not see myself where I am now. Yeah. And I think that's because we all have different ideas of where we want to be at different stages in our lives. But that's not necessarily where God wants us to be or where God's leading us to be. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think patience comes into play where you through through much prayer, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to gently tell you where it is that he wants you to go and where he wants you to be in your life. You mm-hmm. know, you need to be in the scripture. You need to be actively uh, faithful to a, a Bible believing church. And then you need to be patient. I think those are the three key things. I, I feel blessed because I've. Worked for the same company for almost twenty years. Yeah, I have a Christian boss. Um, he's he's a born again Christian, so our beliefs are the same. Mm-hmm. I I have a wonderful wife that I get to share the things with. And when we were younger, you know, we had struggles. Mm-hmm. And when I was in the military, times were tough. Yeah, and we can remember rolling pennies to get enough gas to be able to get back to my post on base because we only got paid once a month. Right. And, you know, it, it was really stretching it. So, and especially when we're younger, you talked about more immediate satisfaction mm-hmm. and gratification. And so I think sometimes when we pray, we we expect quick answers, and we expect the answers that we w- wish for mm-hmm. or that we want to hear. Um, and a lot of times when we're younger and we're first starting out in our careers or we're first starting out in our families, it, it's a difficult road. There's a lot of challengers that, you know, like Pastor Preach, there's a lot of bears and lions that we have to battle. Yeah. Um, and I think if we have the patience to allow God to direct us and to lead us, um, then it'll come out well on the other side. And a lot of what I've always done, and I'm still in my kids from a very early age, was that. You have to be thankful for what you have for what god's given you Mm -hmm. because no matter how bad you have it somebody has it worse i mean god has been so good to us he allowed us to be born in the united states of america and not in some third world country by the grace of god we were born in a loving family and not on the streets of a slum somewhere uh, with no hope and no chance um, by the grace of God, we've got food on our table've we've, we've got a good education system and, and good opportunities. We just went through Thanksgiving and, yeah. and we said the things we were thankful for at church but realistically if we were to say everything that we were thankful for, we would still be there yeah right because we need to be thankful in everything and there's so many little things that, that we take for granted and what I try to instill in my kids is, There's so many things to be thankful for in life. So when times are tough, it's always tougher for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And when God doesn't answer your prayers in the way that you think, he has a plan and he has a will for your life. And you have to trust that that's going to come out okay on the other side. And when you get to be at an older age, you can look back. And a lot of times you can see how that plan worked out right and you can be thankful for it it's a little harder when you're younger just to put your faith and your trust but you know we put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ to save us so that's right we put our faith and trust in God every day when we get up and and we uh, hit the road and we're trusting him to protect us and we can trust him for the little stuff we can trust him with our families we can trust him in the decisions that we have to make in the tough times that's in our life and if things don't go the way we wanted them to go, we just have to trust him to get us through to the other side and show us what he's got for us on the next step.
2: <laughs> Mark's
0: Mark's usually got questions yeah, lined up, man. He's stumped over here right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you answered like all my questions the first five minutes. Yeah, like he's minutes. like, like oh. well, that's uh, check that one off. I can't. <laughs> no, it, it's it's very interesting though, because you're uh, you're one of the older people so far that we've that we've had for this particular segment. So you you've been somewhere that I haven't been yet. So you can look back, and I'm still looking forward there are things in my life that you've experienced as far as family and marriage and children. I'm, I'm very young in that. So obviously we know God is important in that. But looking back and you see these young couples that don't have God, what would you say to them? I mean, what could you say in, in, in encouragement, knowing that God has strengthened your marriage and your family to maybe somebody like me or even Brother James, he, he has a young marriage and hopefully start a family soon.
1: Well, I'm assuming you're talking about a saved, a young couple that saved, yeah. and and the pastor who performed my oldest daughter's wedding. Mm-hmm. Put it like this. If you put Christ at the top of your marriage and then you and your wife are side by side and the two of you together are seeking to grow closer to Christ the closer y'all grow to Christ, the closer y'all are going to grow to each other.
0: Yeah, I've seen that illustration yeah, before yeah. too, yeah.
1: And so, yeah. you know, that that struck home with me and I'm overjoyed at uh, the fact that both my kids are in Bible believing churches now, That's but great, yeah. both of them had their challenges young in life as well. And I rely on on the principles and Proverbs, train up a child in the way they should go and when they're old they will not depart yep. from it. Yeah. And so, both of my kids got to a point when they left home and went to college and did things on their own for a little bit and even tried different churches you know they tried the rock band new age yeah the new age concert up on the stage and i tell you the first time my wife and i went to visit and they were like yeah come to church with us and we went i felt like i was cheating on my church by going to that place (laughs) it was yeah and it wasn't long after that we really, really tried to stress the importance of them continuing to grow in the Word of God, um, and that at a church like that, you were going to feel good that you went to church, but you weren't going to grow. You weren't Mm -hmm. really going to learn anything. You're just going to feel good about yourself at the end of the day, because all they were going to preach is that God is love, and and if you did something wrong, He forgives you, and and good luck. We'll see you next Sunday.
0: I feel like that's one thing we've talked about this in other podcasts. Uh, what's so encouraging about what we're seeing in, in the growth of our church is it's all ages. I mean, we're you're seeing people respond to the truth, and that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Right? You mentioned the King James Bible. Obviously, I, I'm thankful that when I got saved, uh, it was through a ministry of a church that was a King James Bible preaching and believing church. I mean, I got saved. I was in the navy. They have a lot of of. Service members that that would come and go in through that ministry over the years, and it's pretty much you know you're getting saved and getting dunked the next day you know it, it's like the Bible said they got accepted Christ and then they got baptized right, and here we are two thousand some years later, you know from the, from the first New Testament churches and we're still doing those things yeah right the word hasn't changed and how you disciple people hasn't changed, people are getting saved they're getting baptized and then they join the church, and then we and then they start growing and. It's just really encouraging to see you know families or because let's be honest a traditional church that's singing the old time religion hymns uh, and is preaching the the old time religion that's not the demographic you're typically going to see nowadays in a church like that.
1: No, but if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, and I, I really feel, and not even so much if it's not broke, don't fix it. But I can look back and see that in in my mind that's kind of how God intended worship to be. Mm -hmm. You know, he intended the music to be uh, uplifting and pleasing to him and the words to be ministering to your heart in a way that prepares your heart for the message to come. That's good. And how can that be if you're listening to a rock performance or some of these vain repetitions Mm and the songs that they sing, how can that really be a a way that's preparing your heart for a message or really uplifting to God. Yeah, they're Um, pleasing to the flesh, really, not to the the soul, and that's the spirit. And so that's one of the things that we look for in looking for a church Mm -hmm. was one that still sang old hymns out of the hymnal and not up on the screen. And um, (laughs) we actually were blessed with y'all still having an orchestra and doing an orchestra. We think that's neat that the kids, uh, the teenagers are involved in that. And that's, you know, going back to family, that's keeping keeping the family involved in the church. And that's something that, although we didn't get into a Bible-believing church until a little bit later, we still raised our kids up in a, in a Baptist church from a young age, and mm-hmm. we got them involved in the activities of the church. So the more that kids are doing in church, the less that they're able to do out you know whether it's on the streets or playing yeah. video games, and the things that they learn in church um, are things that'll stick with them yeah. for their
0: rest of their life. It was Mark and I. Our our kids are close in age. I mean, yours are both teenagers. You're older too, or t- right. both teenagers. Mm-hmm. I have one that's a teenager and one that's maybe a little bit younger than your than your son. And so, I mean, you're right. It's it is it is vitally important. That's why our church has an academy as well. We um, the previous pastor, Pastor Atwood believed in that so the academy's been around for a while uh, and it's growing yeah well and I think
1: I think they feel self-worth also sure you know if they're being a part of and greeting is kind of a a ministry of the church Mm -hmm. you know and here you have all these young people that are doing different aspects of the ministry of the church Mm -hmm. and another church you might have the elders or the pastor say, you know, the young people should just kind of stay off to the side. And you not don't have seen, a 19 to 20 year old usher. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, but it's it's a good thing. Yeah. You know, because these young people are stepping up and and they're representing the heritage of Baptist church in a positive light. And they're allowing Christ to shine through them and mm-hmm. how they're ministering and the things they do, the smiles on their faces, how they talk, how they represent themselves, the things they say. You know, and it's um, it's it's just a blessing to see that and to be a part of it.
0: Well, and think about it too. We we talk a lot about reaching that next generation, and who else better prepared to do that than kids that are in that generation already? I right. Mean, we can certainly go out and we and we do and, and outreach, but when they see someone in their own age group and the joy that they have, and and they're not ashamed of Christ, and they're enjoying themselves and all the activities, people take notice of that. Um, and, and they see that well, you, these you guys aren't running around doing what everybody else is doing but you're always smiling Some of our teens are you know already kind of out in the workforce you know working whether it's part-time jobs or whatnot and, and they they have an influence um, and I think it's it's great for them to see already at this age how God can work through them Yeah
2: so yeah we have a very um, I guess unique would be the word church in the, in the sense that uh, I've been to a lot of churches having lived in a military family and the older, Generation, they've kind of had that mentality of, well, I've put in my time, well, now it's your turn. But our older generation uh, is actively out soul winning and being involved. Uh, and it's a good thing for our class heritage yeah. class uh, because we're learning from the older generation and then we have the opportunity to teach the younger generation yep and so our church is just actively growing we don't we're not dying off that's that's a good thing yeah. well
1: and I think I think God blesses in that way yeah. you know right. I don't think I don't think we yeah. have a pastor that that tries to drive up the membership you know I think we have a pastor that's has a burden for souls and has a burden to do God's will Yep. for his ministry and I think God is blessing his ministry in allowing him to see souls saved and allowing uh, visitors to come to the church and I think it's just kind of a byproduct of the willingness and the work that that him and the rest of the church is putting forth and allowing their selves to be used by God in that in that respect and yeah. it's not because uh, a look at me type attitude, but it's just a genuine willingness to serve in those capacities that I think God says, if y'all are willing to serve and serve humbly, then this is a place for other families to be. And he's, I really feel he's blessing this church with other young families coming and being a part.
0: Well, gentlemen, uh, it's been a pleasure. And brother Mike, thanks again so much for joining us. Yes, and, um, sir.
1: Thank you. I was just so, humbled.
0: Yeah, no, it's been great to just listen to your background and and hear your story about how you got saved, and uh, appreciate all your insights and also about you know how your journey has been since you joined our church. And um, you know, you're you know with all the newer folks coming in, you guys are you know going to become pretty seasoned veterans at yeah, some a church of the pres- old guys now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, well, yeah.
1: you know, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, I really appreciate listening to the podcasts and hearing hearing the stories and hearing some of the backgrounds of of some of these podcasts and and, uh, and the we believe podcast is a it's a it's a blessing. and I, I really appreciate that ministry that you guys are doing.
0: It's a blessing to us uh, to be able to do this. Um, God's certainly been good um, and he'd given us this opportunity and uh, we certainly don't want to take it lightly. Folks, we we, uh, we hope that this has been a blessing to you. Uh, it was a great time being able to sit down with Brother Mike Haven. Until next time, take care.